Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. I'm Rob Case. I'm Trevor Koppel. Trevor, training camp started today in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Is it fair to say if football is officially back, or are we too early to declare that? Uh, I think we're too early, but uh, but it does too feel early. Good. <laughs> God, it's, uh, it's 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 like opening up uh, a Christmas present on uh, Christmas morning, and you got like an N64 or something. Although that would be like a big Christmas present for my time, right? <laughs> it's it's the same sort of surprise. You know, you're getting something big, but until you open it, that's that's when you can just just release it all here it all goes you know so right, here's all right. the excitement and the the anticipation and everything else you've waited months for all expended in one moment so it's, right. it's amazing one moment it's amazing. in in mid-september <laughs> well i mean it's it's july 21st man you know we gotta we gotta be happy with the little things training camp started that's um, what I don't I'm know saying. You, That's what I'm saying. These, I, these are little things. These are not Christmas morning. Things. It's not Christmas morning yet. Uh, well, <laughs> then I'd say it's Halloween. Okay. Uh, all right. You know, your candy, all right. <laughs> you know, you're warming up for for Thanksgiving in, in a few weeks, and then you got Christmas a month month and a half later. Is that fair? Is that good enough for you? I'll allow it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mills Lane. Um, did you hear this before we get into all of our news? And rankings and fantasy football talk, because that's what people are here. They're here to try and make money and get information and get hot takes. Did you know that they're going to start broadcasting training camps moving forward? I Why had not heard that. Where did you hear yeah. that? That is a thing. Um, I don't remember exactly where I heard it, but they're going to start with the Vegas Raiders. It's basically going to be live. I don't know up until probably like when they people can't attend it anymore and like the media can't attend it and whatnot. So, but that's their plan is to basically be like training camp is going to be like featured in a live uh, broadcast, all of them, all 32. So is this the, uh, do you, <laughs> I'm going to give you an option because there's really only two here. Is this a reasonable thing to do or is this the NFL shilling out for more money? I mean, I, it's definitely a, a way for them to increase their revenue on, on things that are already happening every year. But uh but that's not to say it doesn't make good sense. Um, you know, people like yourself and and myself, we're we're starved for content this time of year. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if if I could watch the the Vikings minicamp and 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 practices, like absolutely, I would I would uh, I don't know record it, tune in for it, whatever I had to do uh, to to fit it into my schedule because yeah. Uh, I'm ready for football. I am ready for some football. <laughs> That's my Hank Williams impression. I we don't we said we weren't gonna have any grab ass here, but it's so far been three minutes of grab ass. So um I like it, but I can't help but think and this is just me, the pessimist that of like almost sort of like an NFL hate love relationship. It's just the NFL shelling out for some more money. Do I? It's the only sport where people are actually interested in watching people practice. Is that fair to say? Well, I mean, I I wouldn't know. But speaking for myself, uh, it's the only sport I'm interested in seeing the players practice. Yeah, because I mean, do you, do people watch like the NBA? Like, are people interested in watching NBA practices, MLB practices? I mean, I know some guys who probably would be. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, in general, is like are are those fans of that league interested in watching practices as they are in the NFL. 
I, I don't know. I try to stay away from basketball fans. We're not supposed to be crossing sports either. That's a, that's a cardinal <laughs> rule in sports radio. You don't cross sports. Well, um, fair enough. All I can say, it's, it's news and it's relevant. Um, I, I'm curious if it will be aired on like the NFL Network or if like some local affiliates will pick it up. Nonetheless, it's, it's another uh, just avenue for, like you say, yeah. content for, for the NFL. That's what yeah. it is, man. Yeah, That's I'm excited to find out how much more I have to pay on top of my NFL Sunday ticket to get the uh, practices <clears throat> included. <laughs> I mean, do you still have a left leg? <laughs> the NFL <will> take it. <laughs> they will superimpose it on a kicker in the NFL, and that kicker will have three legs, and so they can kick from every distance with each leg. So, anyway, um, let's talk about Kyler Murray, because before we got on the, the airwaves today, we, uh, we heard Baby Yoda, Kyler Murray. Um, there's a whole bunch of other nicknames for this, this guy, but five <laughs> I years. I have not heard that one. That's crazy. You haven't heard Baby Yoda. Uh, he looks like Baby Yoda. He does like the little, he does the, no, that, the Zen pose it, when he scores a touchdown. That's why it's like brilliant. Baby Yoda. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it does look like Baby Yoda. It's, it's a self-inflicted um, nickname. I didn't come up with it, I swear. And if I did, trademarked right now, copyrighted, <laughs> you, can call, <laughs> you can call my agent. I do not have one. I'm a social worker, in case you guys didn't know. So, um, five years, $240 million. What do you think about this? You know, it it always sounds ridiculous. I mean, going all the way back to the first ever $100 million contract. Um, Albert, Albert it, Hainsworth. That is just, truly ridiculous looking back at it. It just sounds so. crazy. But, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I actually do think this, this fits pretty well for who Kyler Murray has been, where he's at in his career and the going rate on having a quarterback that gives you a chance to go all the way. And I do think Kyler Murray is a quarterback that gives his team a chance to go all the way. So I, I think it's uh, probably money well spent. And, uh, and I also think it's going to be, you know, as these always are with, the, with new big quarterback contracts, uh, this is the benchmark. You know what I mean? The, the next right. franchise quarterback to get paid is going to get something at least on the order of this magnitude, if not a little bit more. So that's just the way it always goes with these quarterback deals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's you said bench. Whoops, sorry, I almost lost the mic there. You said benchmark. Like it basically means that every time they get a new quarterback gets paid, it's going to set a new record, basically, or like close to it. It, that's just the way it is. Because now, just the like way it the, is. I mean, the market's uh, set, and this is, you're just gonna have to pay this much money for somebody in the top ten or like on the peripheral, right? Of the well, top ten. It's like uh, when when Matthew Stafford got his second contract in Detroit, it was the biggest contract any quarterback had ever gotten, and he was playing for Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just the way it goes when you know that these guys are talented and can do the job, and they're not what's wrong with your roster they're going to get paid a premium or you're going to lose them to a team that will it's that simple pretty much i mean either you pay them or somebody else does and if you trade them you're probably going to be looking for the next guy for like five years (laughs) if not longer i mean like look at like a situation like chicago i mean how long have they been looking for a quarterback justin fields the jury's still out on so it's it's uh not that they ever really had a chance (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to get say, somebody, but 
I mean, they did have a chance, but not that they really ever had the guy. You could say, like, Jay Cutler was supposed to be the guy, but arguably he wasn't. (laughs) Still would be playing. Um, (laughs) Or Mitchell Trubisky. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on. So, like, a situation like that, you could be looking for... I mean, people make the argument that Jim McMahon wasn't the guy either, so even farther than that, like, you know, 60 or 70 years, (laughs) potentially, is such a number to say out loud. Wow. You know, or in Detroit's case, you could have the guy and trade him, and he wins the Super Bowl next year. I mean, that's just the way it works in Detroit. <laughs> so, uh, boy, the irony of that whole situation. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, we we did a, an episode this time last year, or it was probably like a month later, I don't quite remember, about Josh Allen getting paid. Uh, and his contract wasn't as much, right? It was like $198 million or something like that. It doesn't yeah, really, that, the numbers there. don't really matter, but it was it was a lot. It was like oh, yeah. forty million a year, yeah. And so at that time we kind of scoffed at it, but we didn't know. We just thought like that one season was sort of a uh, a fluke, uh, to some degree. I mean, he ended up putting up a really good season this year, but we'll see how it works without uh, Brian Dayball as his offensive coordinator. But not to get lost in the the topic here, but two hundred thirty, yeah, two hundred forty million. Uh, what did I say? Two forty, two hundred forty million, one hundred sixty million guaranteed. I mean, this is what you got to do. It's just what you got to do. And the, the NFL is going to expand the salary cap. There's going to be more money, you know? Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility to say that the NFL, they put, what, uh, I don't know what the salary cap's at now, but if it, the average quarterback takes up about, like, 20% of the salary, salary cap, then it could go up another, you know, $50 million or something like that. So, each year. Because the NFL is worth a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, as we uh, covered in our last podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, just, you know, only made about just a, a smooth $11 billion last year. No big deal. Right, right. So, non-profit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, definitely not making any profit, that's for sure. You know, so uh, big charity over in New York City. Um, what, is there? Do you think there's any trickle-down effect to the Arizona Cardinals roster, considering, like, they were kind of maxed out on – veterans they would just kind of pick up and pay or is this kind of well what do you think well I mean it it definitely puts Kyler Murray on center stage for the franchise going forward uh for the foreseeable future um so I I do think it will have an effect they're going to have to draft better they're not going to have uh you know I mean they'll be able to go after a veteran here or there but they're not going to be able to just stack the team the way they, the way we saw them a couple of seasons ago, bringing in everybody that they did. Um, and uh, honestly, I think it's a better uh, recipe. Um, you know, not not that there hasn't been success with that method, um, but uh, but yeah, I I think uh, I think they're going to have to. Uh, especially these not skill positions, they're going to have to get real smart with the way that they draft their interior linemen um, and uh, and along the D line because they're just not going to be able to afford to bring in a lot of proven products because uh, because those guys are starting to get a lot more money. How does your gut feel when you see like a guy sign a contract like that and he's the number two highest? I mean, granted, we already set to the stage as far as context. Like this is kind of what it is. Like the benchmark will always be set with these young quarterbacks. But knowing that like he hasn't won a playoff game, um, <laughs> he uh, is fairly injury prone. Some people believe he's too small. Like what? 
how did you know what like what what is your guttural reaction when you see something like that considering all those other things in context well you know the the arguments against him in terms of being injury prone and being too small uh i can certainly see where people are coming um <clears throat> i'm not i'm not sure i agree on those points um i i'm i'm more likely to agree with the injury prone thing I, he is small for for the position but you really don't have to watch him play that many games to see that that his his height does not uh, hold him back. Um, and and as far as never having won a playoff game, um, I, I don't I don't think that's the best argument either. Because again, when you watch him play and you watch the way this team can play, um, you know the playoffs are tight. The playoffs are tough, um, and. and having success in the playoffs uh, is very much about the health of your team going into the playoffs. Um, so again, the, the injury prone thing is probably the best argument against him. But, uh, you know, I, I think that he's absolutely good enough to win uh, multiple playoff. I, I think he's good enough to go on a playoff run. Um, I don't think his size uh, is, uh, is, is a big uh, knock against him. Obviously, there's going to be situations that pop up here or there that you can point at and say, "Well, if he was six foot four, he could have gotten the ball out." Um, but, but you know, we've we've been watching him in the league for a while now, and and those, it's not like, you know, every series of downs that happens at least once. It, it almost never happens. Um, so I I think that Arizona is doing the smart thing right here. Um, I think uh, going out and getting a better quarterback than the one they have would be a bit of a nightmare. Uh, trying to you know, there's a lot of teams right now trying to get a quarterback as good as Kyler Murray, and they're they're facing a nightmare. So, uh, I ultimately I think that uh, it was a good move by the Cardinals. What about? Uh, and I keep throwing out all these situations, but sure. it's it's fair to um, consider his like. Well, maturity, maybe, considering all the, like, we talked about over the summer, or before the summer, maybe in the spring, about his maturity issues and, you know, taking the Cardinals out of his Twitter profile, which, to us, sounds silly when I say it out loud, but this is another generation of players, and this right. is the way they react, and this is no different than them being angry in the locker room. It's just it happens to be projected on social media, right? No. So. I, I see what I, you're saying. What, what about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm so, not saying like, you know, they signed him. They, obviously, they took all these things into consideration, but right. this is a fan's reaction we're talking so, about. We are fans. That's right. There, so. There's always going to be two ways to look at that sort of thing um, because on, on the one hand, uh, you know, it is uh, a little bit, I don't know, prima donna type behavior, a little immature, like you're saying. Um, but... Uh, you know, on the other hand, uh, boy, have we seen so much worse than that. Because, uh, you know, it's one thing to uh, take something off of social media. It's another thing to blast someone or blast a team or blast a, an organization on social media, uh, which a lot of, you know, a lot of skilled players have done. Um, you know, even, even not that long ago here in Denver, we had uh, Melvin Gordon uh, absolutely tear the the local media a new one uh, on social media so so I do think 
that uh yeah you can see it as a little bit immature but um you know if if he was tempted to to do something on social media to make his point and landed on I'm going to remove these things from my account and people are going to take notice and I'm just going to let them uh either come to the correct or incorrect conclusion based on my actions uh, I think that I'll take that over you know just going on Twitter and saying, you know, I need to be paid or I need to be traded. This, this, I, I want to win. Why doesn't my team want to win? Things like that, you know, um, because you, you really can't uh, undo those posts that you put out, um, you know, removing things from social media. Maybe he gets this contract and, and all of a sudden he starts uh, posting all about his team again and, and he's on board 100%. Uh, that's much less of a walk back than having to go on and say I'm I'm apologizing for what I said. Uh, so I, again, I just think that uh, that a lot of us, you know, we're we're making mountains out of molehills when it comes to Kyler Murray taking something off of Instagram. It's just the way we understand social media and how they use it. I, I don't know if it's necessarily like I understand what you're saying. It's overblown, right? But to consider the context of like the generation of that of that person and that player, it's that's kind of like you know it, it would be sort of like going to like players used to be act, players used to do back in the day and you know like complain to like the media basically like directly. So right. in the absence of that, because they know they can't do that, they like are now sitting with their thoughts and emotions when they're out of a game or they're at their home and they're around their buddies or family or agent and somebody tells them to do that, basically. Or they think it's the right way and they're impulsive about their emotions. And because um, they're young and they got a lot of money. And they're like, well, I can go get paid somewhere else as far as I'm concerned, you know? Um, And that's if that thought pops in your head, like, psychologically, then why wouldn't you, like... Why wouldn't you make start to create that mountain? You know, um, I get it. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm never gonna make as much money as these guys. Hopefully, I do. I never will. You know, <laughs> I'll be dead <laughs> by the time this I ever see probably close to a million. You know, but I can understand like how this happens mentality wise, right? Um, it's funny that we mentioned Kyle Murray. I'm just reading some of the comments on one of these um, pro football talk. Uh, Articles and a lot of them are mentioning like if you if you think this is you think that's bad <laughs> wait for Lamar Jackson to get paid right um, well when is he going to get paid and what is that going to look like I mean it's probably going to look like Kyler Murray's or a little bit more is he going to get paid by Baltimore uh and I mean Balt if I'm Baltimore I'm paying him uh, they'd be they'd be just crazy to let let him go. Would they? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I know he's uh, like a former MVP, right? Um, I don't former know. MVP, possible future uh, MVP. Uh, yeah, I mean, got, he, he's got he, huge potential, and uh, yeah. honestly, he, he gives any team that he plays for a, a chance of making a playoff run because he he maybe more than any other one player in this league, he can change the entire outcome of a game on his own um it, it it's it's his lack of consistency that that 
is uh, the only reason I think that they're not dominating the league right now with a guy like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, I just I'm I'm thinking like, what is Lamar Jackson going to be like when he's in his like late twenties? Is he still going to be the most dynamic player in the league? Or, uh, you know, I mean, we'll have half, to keep watching. half as athletic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying I'm thinking like the guy is. I mean, last year, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Year before, 26 and 9. QBR was decent, 50 and a 67. So he's like middle of the road, like top 15 quarterback based on his stats. I mean, obviously, there's more of an impact than that just from a game planning standpoint. But, you know, um, former MVP, uh, decent in the playoffs. Let's take a look here. One and three in the playoffs. Uh, Three touchdowns, five interceptions. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I said decent, uh, maybe average. Let's go with that in the playoffs because we don't know everything behind every game. We can't just say, look at the numbers and say, well, you know, it's... But you said the playoffs are hard. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I just... Um, it's it's a run-oriented offense is how he functions. I'm going to go back to my run theory here real quick, and this goes for Arizona too because they're actually slightly more run-oriented. They, they run a run-and-shoot. Um, here it is. That my take from a few months ago. Run-oriented offenses will never win a Super Bowl. They won't ever win a Super Bowl. And so Lamar Jackson can get paid. Kyler Murray can get paid. But you cannot convince me for two seconds that they'll ever get anywhere. They'll get to a Super Bowl. Maybe they'll get there. But they won't win it. They won't win it. Yeah, I disagree. I think a run-oriented offense can definitely win a Super Bowl. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. How? It's not, it's not how the NFL is set up. No, it's it's not. It's, the, it's set up uh, on chunk plays. It's not the dynamic normal players recipe. putting people in space. It's and it's not the standard way to do it right now. But we've seen this before, where all of a sudden a team that's not doing it the same way that all the best teams are is the team holding the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. I, look, I don't disagree with you, right? Yeah, I think that, a run. That, I think a run-oriented offense will win the Super Bowl in the next five years. I don't disagree with you that there's an opportunity for like the NFL is like. Such a copycat league, and yes, you're right. There are like always a team that has a different offense philosophy or defensive philosophy that somehow makes it all the way and wins the Super Bowl. We've seen it several times. I mean, look at last year with friggin' Cincinnati, right? Jamar Chase, like we we ripped him apart for taking Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell, and <laughs> Jamar Chase was dynamic as hell. Ended up basically changing that team around, and they well. There's a couple reasons they made it the Super Bowl. We don't need to go into it now because we're going to be crossing too many topics. But basically, that's the reason why they made it, you know. And yeah. then this, the NFL draft, like 20 receivers are taken in the first four rounds, you know. So I get what you're saying. It's a possibility. But there's always a possibility that I could get out of this chair after this podcast and tear my ACL. What are the odds of it happening? I mean, I'm, put, I'm putting my money on it. <laughs> One in a million? <laughs> I ain't going to put any money on it, Trevor. First of all, I don't make enough money. And second off, it, it, the way I look at it is it, it's, not, it's, not a, it's just not going to happen in this league. It's not going to happen. I, I think it, it almost happened a couple years going ago. to happen. <laughs> when? Who? The Titans. The Titans had a <laughs> shot, and they almost Wait, did it. No. Yeah. The Titans? Give me a break. They made it to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, with Derrick Henry. With Derrick Henry, that's Henry what, that's and they got blown about. out by Kansas City. Yeah, they got but it that didn't close. have to that's go as that close. way. That's why we okay. played the games. That's as close. That's pretty damn close. Dude, <laughs> okay, so then it, then it proves my, my theory. 
you're only going to get that far. No, that's You're not going to win a Super Bowl. That that's what it just anything. did. No. That's what it, They did that's win the Super happened. Bowl. I'm not arguing that, but that doesn't prove anything. You know, we need to get you a dictionary, <laughs> Rob, so you can look up what no. prove. There's a difference between prove and proof, okay? <laughs> well, listen, the jury's still out of my theory, but nonetheless. Yes, we the have, jury I, is still I, out. <laughs> we, we have enough evidence to present this to, to the committee. I disagree. And, <laughs> and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get this thesis run run through all the professors, and we're gonna get a real opinion here from somebody. I don't care who it I is. Got, Colorado I got your School professor Mines. emeritus opinion right here, and your your uh, thesis is wanting. I just think it's correct. It's absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, I I I've presented my case. You presented a case of where they didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. I said they could make it to the Super Bowl. They're just not going to win it. You're like, well, what about the Titans? Well, they didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. The AFC no, I didn't say that they made it to the Super Bowl, Rob. Okay. You said it's possible that they will, and you, then you told me about the Titans that didn't even make it there. You see what yeah, I'm saying? I didn't say that they made it Proven. there. All right? Proven. So why, why are you acting like I did? Proven. There it is. No. No, it's not proven, Rob. That's, that's not what proven, proven. means. Is proven. English not your first language? <laughs> I have an English degree. Proven. Yeah, so, we need to we need to look into the uh, the accreditation the, of that English degree, Rob. <laughs> the legitimacy. Yeah, it's from Devry. Okay, Devry <laughs> Junior College. All right. So, um, anyway, n- not to go on a rant. I guess it was warranted, but that's the way I see it. Lamar Jackson's going to get paid. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I look at the, like the last two or three Super Bowl teams, like Tampa, L.A., Kansas City, right? Yeah, Tampa. Let's just go, great run game. Let's go three. <laughs> are you kidding me? No. Great run. Yeah, Tom Brady, bro. What are we gonna? Yeah. Is and, this gonna uh, be a whole discussion? <laughs> yeah, right. Like they wouldn't have won the, the Super Bowl without Tom Brady that year. Come on. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they wouldn't have won it without Forte. <laughs> Takes a team, Rob. Fournette. <laughs> Fournette, Fournette, thank you, Fournette. So Matt Forte was long gone, you know, and God rest his soul, wherever he is. Um, <laughs> it was Tom freaking Brady, dude. The guy's won six Super Bowls. Yeah, it's, it was all him. He's the reason why that team was good. It wasn't because of the running game. It's because he's the on-field coach. We've been through this discussion, too. Tom we, Brady we could have, not have won that Super Bowl without the run game. I, I full-heartedly disagree. I mean, you yeah, have somebody who just take wrong. the ball. <laughs> it could take, you could put me in the backfield with Tom Brady, who just is reading the defense and calls out the right motions and, and tells the offensive lineman where the block because he's the best player of all time. And, and their holes just happen to be there because Tristan Wirfs is one of the best offensive tackles in the league. And you got you're a guy proving, that can just point it all point, out. Rob. You're proving my point, I'm not. Yeah, it's, it, it comes. All right. Well, we're going to move on from this one. <laughs> Because I'm getting, I'm getting heated. So it's a, it's fine. Let's talk about, uh, you know, and I can't even remember what we're going to talk about here. This is, you, you got me angry. You got me angry here, Trevor. It's, it's, it, it is, it's contested up in this. Oh, fantasy football rankings, right? Fantasy football season's coming up. Your drafts are probably starting, correct? Trevor, have you started a draft? Have you heard people drafting yet? I haven't. I haven't heard of anybody okay. drafting yet. Nobody drafting yet. Soon, you think? Or I'm going to guess. Could be. Okay. Just like there could be a, a winning team that runs the ball all the time. That goes to the Super Bowl. Could be. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this list, right? ESPN.com compiled a list of quarterback sleepers, potential busts. They're all picked by, quote-unquote, I don't know, fantasy marks, experts, 
right? So bus, sleepers, um, and they go running back and blah, 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 blah. We're going to start with quarterback and see how far we can get. So I'm going to start out with sleepers, and I'm going to give you the person that was named the most, okay? All right. I'm going to see if you, you're going to see if you agree with their sleeper pick. Um, so first off, Matt Ryan was number one on the list. What do you think about Matt, Matt Ryan as a fancy quarterback sleeper in the Indianapolis offense? Uh, I, I'm not a fan uh, right okay. off, off the cuff here um it's possible um i think they're gonna win a lot of games with matt uh with matt ryan but uh i don't think it's gonna turn into a a viable fantasy option um you better have a pretty solid rest of your roster if you think you're gonna win fantasy games with with matt ryan as your starting quarterback wow (laughs) <laughs> you're just throwing the ether on Matt Ryan. I, you don't think I'm he's sorry, that, that's, that's my gut. No, I really Goodness. don't. <laughs> okay. What, like, is it the offense? I mean, he's got uh, Jonathan Taylor. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can name any belts on that offense. Mike Pittman? That's what I mean. Pittman, right? P- Pittman okay. Jr., right? Is that his name? Right, right, right. Who's the tight end? They have a good tight end? Uh-oh. Yep. They had a we're, good tight we, end. I don't think they do anymore. We we stalled with with India already. Yeah, maybe that is a tough pick. So, you don't think he's going to have a resurgence with? Um, oh, don't get me wrong. I think he's going to have a better year than last year. But that doesn't mean. I mean, are we talking about quarterbacks that are going to do better, or like someone? No, that just doesn't look like a starter who could be. Um, I think fantasy football wise, right? Yeah. So, I'm not sure. It just says to do. do, do, do. Um, expand, experienced decision maker and get the ball to his receivers quickly. He showed in OTAs his arm is still strong and he'll play behind a better offensive line instead of scrambling for his life behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, more potential for yak. I, I know and fantasy football people love yak. It's a, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a big it's, analytic. It's big. It's so, big. Another um, yak. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I think Matt Ryan uh, playing for the Colts, that that's good for uh for Taylor's draft stock um but uh and and Matt Ryan is going to be better than he was last year. I don't think he's going to be the uh you know the fantasy football starter that he was was it's been like 6 years since Matt Ryan was like a fantasy football stud. Um mm. I just don't see it happening, not not on that team. I, I do think that team's going to win a lot of football games. I do see that they do they, they will have some good matchups, but uh, even in those good matchups uh, against some of their easier division opponents, I think they're going to stick to the Indianapolis game plan, which is to run the ball and run the clock. So uh, I just don't see... I mean, there's going to be a game or two here or there where Indianapolis is down in a game they still think they can win, and then you're going to see some big numbers from Matt Ryan. But typically, I, I don't think that's going to be their recipe. Well, they get to play Houston and Jacksonville four times combined. So there's right. nothing wrong with that. Right, uh, but even, and, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like Even in those games, they're not going to be behind in those games. I don't expect no, them to be. No. So like, no. I, don't, I don't see big quarterback numbers. Yeah. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, I don't disagree. I think, I think you're kind of on the money there. Um, so what about Trey, Trey Lance? His name came up four times. Oh God. Uh, Trey Lance. I, I have no, I, I, I really hesitate to say how good he's going to be, especially with fantasy stats. Um, cause he's, I mean, he's in a division 
that is undergoing a lot of changes with what's happening with the Seahawks. Um, you know, who knows if the Rams are going to uh, be the same that they were last year or completely fall off. Either one's possible. Um, but most of all, I, I don't know what I expect from Trey Lance in terms of consistency, ability, the game plan there. It's another team that really likes to run the football and play defense. Um, that being said, Debo Samuel uh, might be all you need to put in some solid quarterback fantasy stats. Um, that that one's really – I don't feel comfortable saying strongly either way. So, uh, for me, I'm going to – I'm not ready to uh, to roll the dice on him myself. Uh, so, I'd, I'd let somebody else in my draft roll those dice. You don't think he's a sleeper, potentially? Potentially, yeah. But I don't okay. think I can actually predict that he will be. Um, no, I think that's fair. I think I he's think in, it's a more interesting sleeper prospect than than Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No question, no question about that. Um, yeah, definitely more <laughs> more compelling than Matt Ryan. It's like, where did that one come from? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, but Derek Carr, he was number three. Well, I, I mean, I think Joshua sleeper. Daniels. I think sleeper is a stretch because I think a lot of people are expecting a big year fantasy wise from Derek Carr right um with the way I, I I okay I like it I'll call him a sleeper if only because the AFC is so stacked with these quarterbacks that feel like they're set it and forget it type of talents um because uh, basically Derek Carr might be one of those guys but uh a lot fewer people around the around the league are sure that he's that guy so yeah, I like uh, I like Derek Carr as a sleeper because okay. I do think yeah. he's going to put up big numbers. Uh, I, I'm actually I, I'm expecting big fantasy numbers from uh, every quarterback in that division, um, and uh, you know Derek Carr might be the fourth quarterback in a fantasy draft from that division. So yeah, I, I think he is a sleeper, and uh, you know if you can't get Mahomes or Wilson uh, going after Carr probably a great way to go yeah i think it's a it's a good flyer i'm not sure where you can get him like a, a quarterback like Carr, he's like a qb2 maybe i'm not quite sure where he's at like he's like borderline one so he's probably like a eighth round pick a ninth round pick yeah i mean it really it really depends pretty, on, on pretty when safety. on when your league makes their run yeah. on quarterbacks True. um you know theoretically uh, makes a lot of sense to to get him in the eighth round, but most of the time, the leagues that I'm in, somebody starts that run on on starting quarterbacks in the second or third round, um, which seems crazy. But uh, but you know, once the run gets started, you know, that's why I usually am looking for you know the last QB one because I'm not the person to start the run on quarterbacks. Um, and in that situation, I like Derek Carr. Yeah. Pretty sleepy. He's a little sleepy. sleepy he looks, Gary over he here. looks like a sleepy guy, doesn't he? Sleepy <laughs> Gary. Sleepy Gary. Okay. Um, <clears throat> bus. And there's only two. So, <laughs> both one we've already talked about and another one you just love to talk about. So, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. So, number one is Aaron Rodgers was picked the most among the bus. I think it's pretty legit. It's a very good bust. I don't think anybody expects him to have a big year considering his weapons, but I mean, what, what do you, 
What do you think about Aaron Rodgers here? You know, it's it's tough to say. Um, he's definitely uh, he's definitely got the uh, you know the football experience, football IQ. Um, I don't think he's as dependent on his weapons as a lot of other quarterbacks are, um, especially the way that he can mm-hmm. extend the play outside the pocket. Um, but again, I mean, the more he has to do that to compensate for a lack of, of high caliber weapons, the more likely he is to, uh, you know, see injury like he did, uh, you know, those years ago, might be seven years ago now that, that uh, Anthony Barr laid him out. What a day. Um, <laughs> but uh, poor memory for you. Oh, yeah. I, I dream about it every night. <laughs> but no, um, I, I, man. As much as I'm not a fan, every, everybody who listens to the podcast knows, uh, I'm really not – I don't know if I'm comfortable calling Aaron Rodgers a bust. Um, this I mean, fantasy bust. When was, yeah, a fantasy bust. When was the last time he had a lousy fantasy year? I mean, Never. He's, he's – I was going to say, <laughs> like, that, that's yeah. – that, it would be a first. And uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, man, I – I, if people, if it's the popular opinion that he's a bust or or a possible bust, uh, I mean, it almost gives him a kind of pseudo sleeper status. Um, if if he's, you know, if you can get Aaron Rodgers uh, after people have gone after, you know, Allen and Mahomes and and everybody else, um, you know, it's it's not a bad option. It, it, he's just. I, I don't think uh, I don't think I can call Rogers a bust. I, he might be a bust if if you're some kind of Green Bay homer that that thinks he's the best quarterback out there. But I'm starting to hear that conversation cool off a bit. You you don't hear as many analysts thumping their chests saying he is the best quarterback we've ever seen. Um, I think uh, I think people have pretty reasonable expectations on on Rogers right now and. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's too good to be true that he wouldn't deliver on a really good fantasy year this year. Yeah, I think you're right, and it, it's a good take. I mean, he really has done a lot with nothing a bunch of times. So, like, I I don't think it's out of the ordinary to see him just perform the way we all have seen him perform for several years. Uh, whether his well, whether his attitude or his mind gets in the way is a whole other story. But nonetheless, um, I think he'll be fine. Um, a bust from his... See, I don't quite understand the definition of bust in this case. Is it a bust from where we think he's going to be? Or is it a bust from where he was before? You know, Because if, that, if that's the case, then I think we already expected him to be like mitigated by his receivers. Not like totally... And the way people think he will be, but I, I think that's going to have some impact on him not having Devonte Adams. I like, agree. At least, like I the agree. first four to six week, four to six games that that you, you that that's when it will be the worst. No, he he's going to so, be without like arguably the greatest active wide receiver, um, and, and okay. that's that's definitely going to have an impact. But uh, you know, you, you never know, and this is this is what makes football so much fun to watch, and fantasy football so much fun to play. Uh, you know, I, it's completely possible that the Packers are going to be battling these games from behind in the second half 
much more often than they have in the last few years. And, and even if those don't translate to wins, it translates to lots of passing attack. Um, so it, it could be that the, you know, the not fantasy football, the actual Aaron Rodgers and the Packers uh, take a big step back this season while his fantasy stats hold steady or even improve. Um, and that's why I think if, if people are looking at Rodgers, I can't believe I'm saying this, if people are looking at Rodgers as a possible fantasy bust, uh, my advice to our listeners is that right away it, it almost puts him in that sleeper category. I feel like if you're talking about yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. as a fantasy bust, you're sleeping on fantasy Aaron uh, Rodgers. Just, I 100% agree. I was about to say the same thing when you are done. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It, it is truly a sleeping sleeper type situation if you think he's going to bust. Like, okay, now you're underestimating him and – <laughs> not to mention, like just get, I mean, as know. much as I'm not a like, fan of the guy, he is one of those ultimate competitors where right. if, if this is a narrative, if people are talking about him being a bust and oh, he knows it, he's, he's just going to yeah. go out there and create magic in every fourth quarter with whoever's lined up, and uh, and I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> It's going to be the worst ether for Trevor. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that's like. Yeah, like on the surface, if you look at his supporting cast, I, I don't think it's quite as bad. And I think I we might have done like an episode where I like ripped it apart. It's that, and when, it, which was probably fair at the time. Like, but I, I, I don't think it's quite quite as bad as everybody thinks it is. It's not great, but it's not like he has nobody. Like we've seen Tom Brady with nobody before. Right, have been like pretty detrimental. Like, you know, I mean, he's still, you know, he was still like a top five, top ten quarterback, but we've seen him throwing to like Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry and like Muhammad Sanu, and that was like, oof, that that's not a good look for Tom Brady, you know? Like, I I don't, I don't think it's quite that bad, but I, you know, they got like Armani Rogers, um, was Christian Watkins they drafted, Robert Tanyan, they still got that Randall Cobb. It's like that. That's that's not bad three or four guys i mean well, there would be some teams that would kill for skilled players like that and and the you know? thing is you know a, a lot of our discussions about you know the the best at each position and all these things you know and and you know the difference between uh, you know a, an average roster and a roster that's full of these best of the best guys it's the difference between making the playoffs and winning the super bowl um our listeners got to remember that that's not what fantasy football is okay fantasy football is played during the regular season and it doesn't matter if these players win the game that they're playing all right and that's why i think that you're still going to see big fantasy numbers from a guy like aaron Rodgers. because even even if you look at his receiving core relative to some of the better ones these are still nfl wide receivers yeah. Okay. The, yeah, the talent, the talent there. gap, the talent gap is not some huge chasm. It can be the difference maker between a good team and a championship team, but when it comes to these regular season fantasy stats, uh, yeah. If you're, if you think that Aaron Rodgers could bust, I feel like you're already sleeping on him. And uh, now I'm repeating agree. myself. <laughs> I agree. 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 We'll, we'll move on to the next one. Kyler Murray. There's only two players. It's just Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. So right. everybody thinks he's going to bust, which. I mean, look, I don't disagree with. I, I um, think this is much more possible. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely possible. Uh, and, and for some of the same 
well, for like the opposite of some of the same reasons I've already discussed. Um, you know, if you're in control of a game, you're not, you know, throwing the ball 40 yards. Um, and then with some of the things that you've mentioned, you know, Kyler Murray, yes, he's got this big contract. He's got a ton of potential. Um, but, you know, when it comes to fantasy football injury, whether someone's injury prone or not, is really something to consider. Because um, I, I know anyone that's been playing fantasy football for even a little bit knows what it's like or has seen, at least seen what it's like to have somebody's first round pick not play after week one. Um, and, and there's there's just, I mean, I guess some leagues redraft. I've never been part of a redraft league. Um, but uh, but yeah, if, if Kyler Murray uh, twists an ankle, strains a knee, um, yeah, he, he, it's just more likely than, than somebody like Josh Allen. You know, I'm not worried about Josh Allen getting hurt. Yeah, likewise. But um, I think with Kyler Murray, it's, it's fair to, to say, and the argument is definitely there, that, like, the bust potential is there because he basically is busted every year already. Like, he's been really good, first eight games, nine games, and then all of a sudden he busts down the stretch. So it's like he has a history of busting. Of course, it's an easy one to pick out. For me, at least. Right. Um, I mean, what, DeAndre Hopkins is out for eight games or something? He's, he's suspended for uh, six games, some beginning of the season. So that's definitely going to affect him. I think DeAndre Hopkins tore his MCL last year. He got hurt. He didn't play the last six games of the year, and that was pretty significant in terms of the impact on Kyler Murray. Now, they, I mean, they have, you know, Hollywood Brown. Uh, we'll see well, how it works. So that's what I was so, going to say. Is, is yeah, we'll see the, how it works. The reason that I would uh, grab somebody like Kyler Murray as maybe my second quarterback, um, if he's still out there. Um, he's QB2? I, I think he could be, like, okay. the best QB2 available in that discussion. Um, because with bringing in Hollywood Brown, that's the upside this year with Kyler Murray is – you know, and again, it doesn't matter if this doesn't win the game for them, but you know he's going to be tossing up some home runs to Marquise Brown. Um, they could just be big yardage, but more likely it's probably going to be big yardage and a touchdown. Um, and in some, I mean, definitely, I think Marquise Brown, uh, his his fantasy draft stock has shot up moving from Lamar Jackson to Kyler Murray. But as far as Kyler Murray goes. Um, you know, he might not be uh, a, a top eight, even top ten scoring fantasy quarterback, but if your roster's just looking for someone that's going to consistently get you, uh, you know, middle-of-the-road quarterback points and maybe more, um, if things go the way I think they are with Marquise Brown, I think that you can't, can find that in Kyler Murray. Because um, I think most weeks, win or lose, He's going to have one or two deep connections for at least one touchdown out of out of uh, Hollywood Brown. So, let's go over the rankings real quick. We got ten minutes, so I'm not going to like stop on any of these, but I just want to mention them because I want to tell you where Kyle Murray is on these rankings. Because <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get him at a QB two. It'd be great if you could. Look, if you got a five team league, you'll get him at a QB two, <laughs> possibly. Um, jo- Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, no surprises, top four, Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray, number five. Then Jalen Hurts, 
Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. That's your top 10 fantasy quarterback rankings preseason. What's your like gut reaction? Quick. So my gut reaction is that uh, he has absolute bust potential at the fifth quarterback at overall. Five. Wow. Um, That's but too also, high. Yeah. I didn't even catch all of your list there. We went through it pretty fast. But sorry, I, I think, hurts. Well, I think you're crazy if you're. It, listen up, listeners. If you draft <laughs> Kyler Murray over Joe Burrow, I don't know how to help you. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. Um, you know. I love Joe Burrow like the next guy. Look, Joe is a friend of mine. <laughs> Sound like <laughs> Joe Biden right now, um, you know, or Trump even. He that's that's a that's a Trump phrase. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Uh, but Joe Burrow, I love him. Man. I mean, he's a great quarterback. He's got swag. Why does like part of me feel like Cincinnati is bust? It, like we talk about bust, right? They're they're like a bust team for me. Well, and and I think I think I see where you're coming from, and I agree. Yeah. I don't think I, the Bengals the are going player. back to the Super Bowl this year. Um, oh, I'm there's not a, There's a that, chance that they don't even make the playoffs. But that's again, kind of what I mean. We're we're talking fantasy points, though, and I think that the volume, especially the year they're coming off of, I expect the Bengals to just do everything they can to make Joe Burrow, specifically to Jamar Chase. Uh, their recipe for success. I don't. I, they're in a really tough division, second toughest division in the in the league, in the toughest conference in the league, and uh, and it's just really hard to predict a lot of success for them this year. Um, no one's going to be shocked if they're if they have another good year, but I think I think that the the quarterback fantasy points will be there. I I, I'm, I would be confident drafting him over mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. I would. They- there, there's a stat that suggests something here, and I, I just want you to hear this, right? So, um, re, hear about this, right? So, Burrow enjoyed a breakout 2021 season in which he paced the NFL completion percentage and yards per attempt, YPA. They love YPA and they love Yak. So, we're going to talk about that a lot in like the next month, by the way. So, just get ready for it. It's going to make you want to throw up how much we talk <laughs> about it. But while finishing no lower than 8th in passing yardage and touchdowns. And yet, he finished 8th in fantasy points with a ridiculous 50% of those points coming in three games. Didn't know that until I heard that stat. I was like, whoa, that, wait a minute. That is a shocking that's, stat. That's not 50% great. 50% of his points in three coming games. Coming in three games, yeah. So his only weak, weekly finish is better than 8th on the season. Uh I don't know what that stat meant, but anyway, he didn't do much with his legs, and that will need to change to offset the inevitable YPA. I think that means years, year projected something regression to the mean. So basically, we're 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 thinking he's gonna. There's a very very good possibility he'll he'll um, regress just based on like that stat alone, unless well, at, he's more consistent. The least, Look, there's at the very least was, that stat puts him in yeah. a little bit more of the boomer bust week to week category right. for me. Um and and fantasy is still about winning games, not just who had the most points at the end of the year. Um right. so I, I take your point. I take your point. I need to I need to walk back my expectations a little <laughs> I, a little bit. I still <laughs> I still feel that Kyler Murray uh that having him fifth overall is a little high for me. Um Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I mean just based on like where we both think he'll be at the end of the season, I, I I think you have to take that like in the hindsight, like okay, or at least with foresight, like if he's gonna be 
he's fifth at the preseason, but we don't project him to finish fifth. Like, why would we put him five to begin the season? But that's just me, so I don't know. Anyway, that's but that's not the way ESPN or any of these fantasy nerds play. They don't play that game. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna go. We only got like a few minutes. I'm gonna go through 11 through 15 because realistically, these are QB ones. Matt Stafford, Aaron. Sorry, 11 Matt Stafford, 12 Aaron Rodgers, 13 Trey Lance, 14 Derek Carr, 15 Kirk Cousins. So a few guys we already talked about. Quick gut reaction, 11 through 15. So my gut reaction is that if you can get those guys at 11 through 15, uh, with for me personally, with the exception of Trey Lance, because you've already heard me talk about him and how I just have no idea what to expect with that guy. Yeah, Um, But if you can get Stafford, Rodgers, um, Cousins, if you can get these guys after everybody else, presumably everybody else in your league has already taken their quarterback while you continue to load up on quality wide receiver or running back talent, um, I think you're going to end up with a really competitive, well-rounded team. Um, Because, I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd rather have Mahomes or Allen than than Stafford or Rodgers, but I don't think the gap is huge. Because um, again, we're we're not talking about getting to the playoffs and and winning the Super Bowl. We're talking about the points within the game. These quarterbacks don't have to win to be great fantasy quarterbacks, and I think guys like Stafford and Rodgers are going to have really solid consistent outings throughout the season um i mean stafford has cooper cup and uh who did who did they bring in to replace uh cooks um, um I, i've forgotten already but uh it was, was it uh robinson alan robinson yeah chicago yeah so i mean i i i just i don't see i mean i think that uh you know the rams are are gonna have their issues. Um, it, it's almost impossible for those sort of teams to come back and be the same team the next year. But I don't think that uh, Matthew Stafford's passing yards and touchdown interception ratio is going to be the issue. I think that I think that sort of stuff is going to be there. And that's you know I I was in an interesting position last season. I had Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford on my fantasy team, and I'm telling you straight up half the time Stafford put out a better day than than Mahomes did now it wasn't Mahomes's regular season I think Mahomes will do better this year than he did last year but what I'm saying is Stafford Stafford can be part of a winning roster if you don't want to be going after a quarterback when everybody else is if you can get Stafford around later than everybody else picked their QB one I think you're going to be in a really good spot same same thing with Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins. Um, you guys know I'm a, I'm a Vikings homer. Um, the truth is it's one of the things I hate the most about Kirk Cousins as my team's quarterback is his stats are great. It just doesn't translate to, to real-world wins that gets my team into the real-world playoffs. Um, <laughs> so, But, but uh, you know, maddeningly, Matt, uh, Kirk Cousins' fantasy stats are really damn good. Um, so I would keep an eye on guys like Cousins, Rogers, Stafford, uh, if you think you can get those guys, like I said, around later than everybody else is picking their quarterback. It's a good, it's a good point. 
It's good. It's good analysis. Um, good. I didn't realize the Matt Stafford thing. It was uh, that's interesting. I, I didn't have him on the roster, but it doesn't surprise me. I almost felt like he's kind of a sleeper at eleven in these rankings. I'm considering like where he was last year. He's just he, he's kind of boomer bust. He throws a lot of interceptions. That's the only right, reason no, he's not eleven. His problem is the so. interceptions, but. Man, the the sheer number of passing yards. Um, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but like he finished with a boatload of yards last year. Yeah, and they're they're going to throw the ball a lot. Oh, they're going <laughs> to have so, to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. I, I don't think they have a really strong run game. Um, they certainly don't have any running backs. Top Cam Akers. I don't. I mean, he's coming off like an Achilles tear. I, I mean, they looked okay in the Super Bowl. I don't think they really ran that well in the Super Bowl. I, I remember. Uh, that was six months ago. It's no, hard to remember. I, I That's think hard it to was, believe. It was a whole so, lot of Cooper Cup yards after catch. Yeah. Is what it was. That's all it was. <laughs> it was just, it was Yak Yak City. Yeah, it was yak all Yak City. Yak, yak City, yak city yeah. y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, with that being said, I don't think we can continue after that. So, um, <laughs> Yak City hashtag, you know, the fig football in general here. So, Rob here, football in general at football in general podcast on Instagram at Trev Geo dude Instagram. That's Trevor to my left. He's in Colorado. He's not anywhere near me, but he's there. And then I'm <laughs> at Bobby Line Instagram. Um, we'll be back next week for some more fancy football talk. We're going to go over the running backs and anything else that might pop up in between because training camp started today and it's going it's going to carry over to next week when we pick it up. All teams will be hitting the field. Every single team will have practiced at least once or half of one or what have you. Here we are. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty exciting stuff. (laughs) We're here. We're here, y'all. So um, continue to listen. Uh, We'll keep pumping out the content, all the good stuff. Until next week, we're out.